What's up? This is Dryden from Alien Ant Farm, and you're listening to The Itch. You're listening to The Itch. My name is Casey. My name is Dan. And I'm Aaron. And this week, as promised, we are scratching the itch to get lit. Namely, Kevin Baldus, our guest on today's episode, the bassist from the band Lit. Yeah, no drugs were involved, as far as I'm aware. No. Just joking. He said he was pretty clean. He is six years sober, in fact, so definitely nothing involved there. And kudos to him and anybody else right now who is climbing that hill as well. He did not get kicked off the plane, but he did have to leave his house and go into his truck. <laughs> sure, that's true. <laughs> yes. So if you hear some a uh, little bit of audio change in the interview, that's what happened. Something I'm all too familiar with, uh, going to pick up kids and dropping them off at school. It's yeah. so much fun. I love it. Just people just doing real life and sometimes having conversations and interviews while other parts of life are happening. And especially with a band like this, which I believe is actually our first platinum selling uh, interview artist. Yeah. True story. I was going to say it's this, this arguably is our biggest interview that we've had to date. So uh... it's the first time I was able to say the name at work and people knew who I was talking about. (laughs) <laughs> with with excitement yes <laughs> i told some of my friends about that afterwards I, I didn't tell them exactly i just like gave them hints they figured it out pretty quick i was like that's a good sign i like this <laughs> so we had a good time we were fortunate enough to speak with kevin lit's new album tastes like gold coming out on june 17th and um we've been playing this bad boy on repeat for a couple weeks now and uh it's some high quality stuff it's some very catchy stuff. Yeah, it's great from top to bottom. I, I, there's no doubt it's definitely going to be in the top 20 uh, of our list at the end of the year. Yeah, definitely. So we had a chance to talk with Kevin about the new album, about some of their history. Obviously, this is a band that has major longevity with My Own Worst Enemy, among other songs, still getting radio play to this day. And then also some of his uh, other hobbies that are quite beneficial to the band. He's a, he's a multifaceted artist, we'll say. Yeah. Yeah. So without any further ado, here's our interview with Kevin Baldus of Lit. We're pushing into the rain. We're welcoming today Kevin Baldus from Lit. And we're really excited to speak with you today, not only because we've been listening and fans for so long, but also you recently did a podcast episode with our friends Brian and Gomez of Playlist Wars. Yeah. And uh, yeah, they let us hear that in advance. It's coming out a few days after this will be released. And that was a really cool episode. Awesome. They gave you high praise as being one of their favorite guests that they've ever had. So the bar is set high here right now. (laughs) It's funny because we're doing work in our backyard. So my garage is kind of cluttered right now. There's a box in my garage that has a lot, you know, I'm the archivist of the band. I have a lot of um, old CDs, but we had an EP that came out in 1996. And I don't even know if he was aware of it. So he collects these. And I said, dude, I'll tell you what, 
email me your um, address and I'll send you a, a CD out. And dude, he was so, so, but what's crazy is when I was doing that interview with him, it reminded me that I need to send a CD to a fan in the UK. So <laughs> I got two of them out, man. Yeah. <laughs> you got yeah. business to take care of here. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You made Brian's day with that one. He, he has tons and tons of CDs. <laughs> it's his favorite thing and rare the better. So yeah, yeah, yeah. He seemed, he seemed like a really cool dude. Very much so. Yes. So we wanted to reach out to you and talk to you because of the new album that's coming out. Tastes like gold comes out June 17th. Yeah. Uh, we were blessed enough to be able to listen to all of it. It's a lot, a lot of fun. I'm super excited for fans to be able to get to hear that. And for everybody, or for us to be able to play it on the radio show, it's, it's just a lot of fun. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. I think that your, that your fans that you've been with you from day one are absolutely going to love it. Was the intent of the band to have more fun with this album or was it kind of made to play live? Cause it just sounds like you would have a lot of fun playing these songs live too. Oddly enough, both are true. Okay. When you listen to a lot of our albums, the first song of each album is usually like, we try to almost write an album as if it's a set list and we know that we need a banger out of the gate. We know that we need a banger in the middle and we know we need to end with a banger, you know? <laughs> um, and, and we still, Although we're not opening with four right now, I don't want to spoil our alert, but we've for years we've opened four, which is the opening track on A Place in the Sun, our, our biggest album. And we wrote that song, you know, as like a out of the gate kind of song. We open shows with that song. It's, you know, it kind of sets the tone for the rest of the show. So to answer your question, yeah, we wrote the album obviously to be fun. We've always tried to be a fun band for the most part, you know. The album, we we do try to write with a live set in mind. You know, we try to take people on a roll, a bit of a roller coaster with ups and downs and high energy and and, and then some mellow type stuff. You know, we're, we're into everything. So you'll get a little bit of everything, you know, I feel. Yeah, definitely. The last album that you guys released was more of a country album. So this will uh, take fans back to the the origins of, of Lit. <laughs> not, yeah, not my decision, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's funny. Let's just maybe dabbled a little bit. I mean, yes, you did. Yeah, you know, yeah. I, I I love some country. I've got I've got Johnny Cash under my arm. Um, personally speaking, I mean, I understand why AJ and Jeremy wanted to tr- just try it out. They had some songs laying around. They were wondering what it would sound like for Lit to do some of those songs. And in in their defense, there is some great songs on that album. But I, as a member of Lit and as a fan of Lit, I know what Lit fans want to hear it's like dude you you don't go to mcdonald's for sushi you go there for a <laughs> mcrib or a, you know whatever they got yeah. a quarter pounder you know you that you know what you're gonna get and and like acdc you know what you're gonna get when you go right. to hear acdc like it's the same thing so to, to you know and in their defense again like our albums are kind of very colorful and kind of all over the place but i kind of felt like these are the days although it's a great album there's great songs on it it was a bit of a u-turn for us and that's fine we tried it and now we're back on track and i think we quickly understood like dude people are not wanting that from us if you guys want to go do a side thing and do something different that's cool a lot of people do it dave Grohl does it Mm -hmm. Queens of the Stone Age do it like you they always have these side projects where they do other kinds of music and mm-hmm. that is totally cool so I, AJ and Jeremy started the pop-off brothers a side deal that they do and the rest is history 
<laughs> yeah, well, and I think that's one thing that contributes to lit staying power uh, is the creativity that you guys have to not get stuck in a, a genre box of sorts. You have rock, you have punk, you have country, you do a lot of cover songs. You just kind of put your own lit spin on everything and it it's great every time. So I agree with you. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. Um, we're, dude, it's weird. Adrian, Jeremy, you know, they have a background in pop radio because their dad was on Kiss FM. And if you're, if you're from California or LA or whatever, Kiss FM is a massive station. Well, their dad in the 70s and, and probably early 80s, their dad was a, a DJ on that station and would bring home tons of vinyl. And AJ and Jeremy were like, dude, literally almost nightly, our dad would come home and, and we'd wake up the next morning and there'd be a pile of vinyl and they would go through it, look at the photos and play these songs and everything. And so they got a heavy dose of Americana pop when, when even like Kenny Rogers was just known as pop. It wasn't necessarily country or Devo yeah. was, you know, pop. Everything was just pop, and but it was right. all these weird genres. It was new wave, it was country, it was metal or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. It was just pop radio but um so they got a heavy dose of that whereas i didn't my dad wasn't a dj on a pop radio station so i had to grow up on music from the neighborhood kids and my sister was nine years older than me so i got introduced to neil diamond and kenny rogers and devo the cars pat benatar and van halen of course and then all the metal stuff that i grew up on you know as i got older um so to get back to your question i mean yeah we're a hodgepodge of music for sure it's it's hard for us to nail down what we want to do because we're we're literally into so much stuff i mean dude i'm telling you if i'm driving an hour i might play chet baker and lamb of god within that hour (laughs) (laughs) i'm serious and and if anybody out there doesn't know who they are listen to chet baker and listen to lamb of god and that's how diverse lit is i mean we're all over the place nice yeah i agree with that (laughs) is it important for the band to not be stuck in one genre and if so why I mean, it keeps it interesting and and we have to be open-minded because there's very strong opinions and very strong um, musical roots within this band. You know, we would break up if we weren't open-minded because Jeremy is very this way, AJ's very this way, and I'm very this way. I mean, (laughs) probably more, the more, maybe I'll, I won't say the more punk rock guy in the band, but I would be the guy going, Hey, let's speed this song up. Let's go. Let's go a little bit more for the, the throat on this one. Whereas Jeremy might be like, no dude, let's just keep it at a, as a mid tempo and keep it like this way. And then AJ might be, dude, let's do it a crazy beat here. You know, I mean, so it's all kind of all over the place. So somehow we have to find that happy medium for the three of us, you know, because we're the three, Guys, and but we are open-minded to other people involved, you know, with the writing process. We're open-minded to what they have to add to, you know. So ultimately, I feel like we we want what's best for the song, you know. Yeah. That was going to be my next question is like when you guys are kind of, I guess, negotiating like what direction to take any given track. Are you thinking about it on on like a song by song basis or is it more like, OK, we have this batch of tracks here. We've already got, you know, four or five mid tempos. So maybe on this one, you know, you're going to have your way. We'll get to, you know, go a little, little harder on a little faster on it or something like that. Yeah. And that's always kind of been a theme with us. You know, we try to, we try, we know that we don't want the album to be boring, but we're also not, you know, a thrash band at all either. Right. We try to just find, and and, and this deep in our career, we kind of know what a lit song with the ingredients to a, a good lit song is. And so we try to keep the middle vein of that song is is lit 
and it's okay if it does some weird stuff here and there, you know, and yeah, that's the best way I can explain it. You know, somehow it all just works out. <laughs> it's a little goofy, but uh, it works out for us. And I'm really proud of this new album. And I've been saying this in every interview, I would almost put it up against a place in the sun, you know, in a ring match. I think it's that good. I think it has a lot to offer. I mean, obviously a place in the sun is very special. It opened a million doors for us. It's our landmark album, of course. But if I had to put any album up against that in our catalog, the new one, Tastes Like Gold, would be the album. So I'm really curious to hear, um, once the album is out for a couple months, what like some of the hardcore lit fans have to say about it and where they mm -hmm. would put it in their top lit albums. Um, it'll be interesting to see where it lands. I'd put it right up there at one or two, to be honest with you. It's that good. <laughs> yeah, thanks. We've been having that, those same discussions, you know, in preparation here. It's funny because self-titled was for a long time was kind of coming in at number one. Like hardcore lit fans love the self-titled album from 2004. Mm. And then View from the Bottom did really well as well. You know, it, it got pretty good praise. And then so it's, I'm curious to see what this new album's going to do. I was going to say another thing that's really awesome is that my wife is really into punk rock. And, you know, for a while, it's kind of tapered off here. And then you have some artists that are bringing it back, but they're more pop artists than than punk artists. So it's it's just really refreshing for a band like Lit to come back into the limelight, um, especially with such a great album and kind of, you know, bring punk back to, you know, where it should be as opposed to where it is getting led currently. <laughs> yeah, you know, I appreciate that. I don't know. Um, you know, we're friends with Face to Face and I'm a huge Face to Face fan. And to me, that's like really, really well written punk rock. Yeah. It's got more of the um, the fabric of when you say punk rock, it's got the mid, the faster tempo type punk yeah. stuff. We are a more modern, um, mm -hmm. I don't know, contemporary version of a punk rock band, you know, be yeah. because of our roots and because of the bands we sometimes play with and some of the festivals we do. I mean, don't, we've done some weird punk rock festivals that we've been a part of. We've done the Warp Rewind Cruise. So I think we kind of, kind of get lumped into that, but I think we're happily lumped into that kind of thread because we love punk rock, of course, but we're not like a face-to-face -face type punk rock. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think punk rock is very colorful. It's got a lot of different members in the, in the punk rock field. And we're a, 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 a one of the colors of the rainbow of <laughs> punk rock. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> something like that <laughs> you guys lean into the you mentioned the cars earlier you guys really lean into that like um the power pop area like it's where sure. you're you're making things that are catchy it's it's catchy yeah. guitar rock right and so which i want to note is is particularly impressive i'm just, i think about a lot of the bands that i was introduced to in like the late 90s and you know unfortunately most of them kind of drop off at some point either either cease to exist or just the quality. It's like like a band only has so much in the tank, it, it seems like. Right. But with you guys, you know, we come out and like I said, we listen to this album and these tracks, just based on the singles that are already out without even going into, you know, the rest of the album. Like this is stuff that is on par, like you mentioned, Thanks. with those earlier Thanks. albums, which is incredibly impressive for a band that's been around for about 30 years or so. Easy. Take it easy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't want to get into all the backstory of if you want to go backstory beyond lit, I will. This is for listeners. Yeah. Uh, you can check out Lit's own podcast, a four part series they did called My Own Worst Enemy that goes all the way back to the early 80s. Whenever some of these guys met up, dude, so. dude it brought that that podcast brought tears to my eyes. It was because we didn't hear it. I just did the interview. And then when mm. it came out, 
it was the first time I got to hear it. I didn't know what to expect. So hearing everybody's input, you know, Noodles from Offspring is on there. Yep. Our friends from Zebrahead are on there. And then some people that worked with us over the years were a part of it. And dude, to hear them talk about us the way they did brought tears to my eyes. Like it really was a very, very special time. And it still is, you know, so it's, it, it was like, wow, man, we've, we have been around for a while. And it's, it's pretty incredible that we're still here. And I appreciate your kind words about, you know, the album still sounds good. I dude, if a song was a pile of crap, I don't think it would make the album. <laughs> right, right. I mean, if, if all we could do was write five good songs, it would probably just be called an EP. There you go. Oh, that's it. Because we don't have anything left in us. So stuff doesn't make the album unless we feel like, dude, that's, that's cool, man. We like that. And that's kind of all the, the main point I'm trying to get to there is that it, it is awesome that you guys still clearly have a lot left in the tank at that point. It doesn't, you don't seem to be tapering off as so many bands have done, unfortunately. Thanks, man. So, Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Well, and also just with the album Tastes Like Gold, we're also excited to be able to see you guys live because uh, we've had the chance to see you live a couple of times. Uh, the last time uh, I believe was at a Wayback Point Fest at Riverport on Labor Day in 2018. And yeah. uh, <laughs> you, you guys, you guys put on a phenomenal performance and you, you were doing uh, Tom Petty covers and the crowd was loving it. It was great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that's right. I remember that show. We were out with um, Buck Cherry, POD, yep. uh, Alien Ant Farm, I think. Yep. Yep. And lit. that was a fun tour. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, that great, was awesome. Great. I ended up doing a bunch of photos because I'm a photographer. I ended up shooting the packaging photos for POD on that tour. Dude, nice. really and when i shot the photos uh, a half an hour I sh- after i shot the photos i was then on stage performing <laughs> and then, and then i finished the tour up editing photos and sending them to their label and stuff it was pretty cool i'm glad you brought that up because we we wanted to kind of talk to you about your photography a little bit because yeah. it's that's such an interesting thing to be in a band and then shoot so many you know famous bands as well you know mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I, I I shot um Eddie Eddie Van Halen. I'm gonna keep doing yeah. interviews. But I'm gonna um I am gonna hop in my car, but I can I continue to do this. I do it all the time. So trust me. <laughs> you're you're good. You're good. You're good. We are we're happy to have you as, as much as you're able. So as long as yeah, we're dude, not the I, cause I, of an accident. No. Right, yeah, that no. too. Yeah. <laughs> we don't want that. <laughs> yeah. But um yeah, dude, I I um, did one of Eddie Van Halen's last photo shoots. I just did all the new photos for uh, Night Ranger. Somehow I get lumped in for um, a lot of the uh, a lot of the older bands. You know, I shoot. I'm good friends with George Lynch. I was in Lynch Mob, so anytime he has a new project, he always wants me to do the photos for that project. You know. Yeah. And I'm a huge, you know, George Lynch fan. But uh, so, dude, I've been I've been beyond blessed to do a lot of the photography. Am I mistaken or did you also not only just not photography per se, but did you also not direct uh, a couple of music videos for the band? Is that true? Oddly enough, I did. Yeah, I did a video for um, Fast off the, the country album. Okay. And it went to number one on CMT, which was really kind of cool. That was the main one I directed. Uh, and I don't, I'm trying to remember what else I've done. I think that was it. Those are definitely your, seem like your two biggest you know, hand in hand, uh, I don't know if passions is the word, but you've, you've got, now you've got both elements of the music. We're making the music and you're out here making, you know, the uh, aesthetics that go along with it. <laughs> yeah. I even, I even shot the new album cover for Taste Like Gold in my living room. It was funny because I was shooting our friend Megan 
<laughs> actually Jeremy's friend. She's my friend now too, but she's got a beautiful, this is going to sound funny, but she's got a beautiful mouth, beautiful yeah. lips and everything. <laughs> uh, you see the album cover. It makes sense. Yeah. 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 You, it makes sense. So she's in my, my living room and she was so awesome. She was up for trying, you know, anything because all you have is a mouth. How, how do you make that really fun? You know, how do you make that a piece of art? You know? Yeah. So she literally at the last minute, she's like, Hey, I'm going to put a bunch of the gold stuff in my mouth, you know? And I go, that's a great idea. I mean, the album is <laughs> called Taste Like Gold. So, you know, I'm shooting her and stuff. It was funny. My wife and kid walked through the front door and she looks <laughs> over and she waves, you know, hi. And I go, Hey, you know, this is my wife. And this, this is Megan. You know, my wife knew that we were going to be shooting, but it, I just love that kind of stuff, you know? And it's funny <laughs> because every time I look at the, the, uh, the mouth on a hoodie or the album cover or whatever, or, or, you know, the, we're doing all these little commercials with it on there. It's like, I, I just see her doing that in my living room, you know, it's pretty funny. Right. <laughs> so, You've got the whole backstory in your brain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I actually shot, I actually was in charge of doing all this um, layout and um, the album cover and everything for the view from the bottom when, with, with our hands cheersing dream. Mm. So anybody that's familiar with that album cover. Yeah. So. Yeah, this is another good one. There's, there, yeah, I think, in my thanks, opinion, man. the band actually has a series. You, you guys do album covers well. Um, we pay attention to that kind of stuff, like just yeah. the visuals oh, and things thanks, like that. Man. Yeah, yeah, thanks. It's funny, man. We all it's it was between like blue, black, white, and pink for the new album. And dude, I in my phone I have all the mock-ups of the album cover, and <laughs> pink ended up winning. <laughs> it just had a feel it just had a good feel the the gold with the pink yeah felt really cool you know and then and then um Britt, the guy that helped us with the layout and everything kind of took the ball and rolled with it a little bit on the actual layout and made it look like an iron-on so when you're actually <laughs> holding the album i mean it, it could be an iron-on you know yeah that's awesome <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> yeah so there's something that that i always wonder about you know a lot of our conversations uh that we have are with these up and coming bands, they've only been around for maybe like a handful of years or so. And their focus usually is just on figuring out how to build an audience at all. And just to, to find some way to break through all of the competition. Right. But as someone who's been a part of the same band for, for a while, and also beyond that achieved, you know, a level of success that most of these bands are only dreaming of, you know, you've, you guys have a, a platinum album under your, under your belts. Yeah. We just, we just, uh, not to interrupt you, we have a double platinum single award coming for uh, Enemy. And, nice. and what's interesting about that is it didn't come out digitally for years after right. the initial release. And for it to go double platinum is pretty amazing. It's pretty like, wow, that's pretty rad. So anyways. It yeah. really, it really is. But yeah, yeah but that yeah. speaks to it. So so after, you know, My Own Worst Enemy and Place in the Sun were, were so big, was there ever, or maybe even is there still currently, a time when that sort of pressure to stay, I guess, relevant would be the word, was an issue. Because after you've made it, then the, the issue is staying on top for a lot of people. It is. And you know what? It's, it's, I want to be honest with anybody listening. It is a constant struggle to, mm. you know, to stay relevant. You sometimes fight with yourself because you're like, you know, there's, like I said earlier, there's, there's three main members in this band that ultimately make you know decisions on the music and photos but we've been pretty good over the years of trying to stay on the same page with each other and keep things you know we try to be open-minded and listen to what the other guy has to say yeah. to help keep the band going 
Um, we could have broken up many a times. We've come close and that's just me being transparent with the audience. Um, it's hard, you know, I think we kind of got over that now. I don't think we'll have any more close calls, you know, because yeah. we're older and wiser now. We know what we have is special. Um, if I had to give any advice to new bands, if you are able to finally get your foot in the door, strike while the iron's hot and don't let up off that gas pedal, stay on that gas pedal as long as you, and as hard as you can. And, um, go easy on the drinking. Cause that'll, that'll <laughs> burn you out real, real quick. Yeah. I've been, uh, I I'm sober almost six years, so it'll burn you out, man. All the drinking will definitely burn you out, you know? Yeah. Congrats on that, by the way. Yeah. Thank you. Thank That's you. That's a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't get kicked off of any planes. <laughs> I wasn't, I wasn't there. Yeah, yeah, I, wasn't yeah. a, I did not be yeah. part of that. <laughs> I know. I would have been, dude, I would have been mortified if that would have happened. Uh, for those listening, that's one of the tracks on the new album. So yeah, <laughs> it, 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 we've heard that it is at least semi-autobiographical or semi-biographical, but it's, it's not Kevin's story. For <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's not Kevin. <laughs> but it, hey, in their defense, it's a great song. It, yes, it, it it, they got a great song out of that. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll <Yeah>. take it. <laughs> yeah. So all's well that ends well there. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, you know what's funny is we should play a little part of uh, Filters Take My Picture and then go right into that song. <laughs> that Did would be that, uh, wonderful. Richard Patrick, Richard Patrick apparently was nude on a plane and asking the uh, – yeah, stewardess to take his picture. I apparently yeah. it's the story. I don't know. <laughs> that, that's the story we've always heard. Yeah, I think yep. I think so, you should I think you should highly consider seeing if that is something that is doable. Just to, yeah, it <laughs> would be the greatest little wink in the middle of that song. Hey, yeah, and and let this be known. This is the interview where I came up with that idea. So thank you guys. <laughs> yes. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. What you got? I was just gonna say. So you know. Arguably, your most famous music video involved being the band being eaten by Pamela Anderson. You know, she's kind of <laughs> come back into the limelight uh, for various reasons. So, with that in mind, I mean, could there be another music video where she's featured with this on this album? I mean, dude, we would love that. It'd be awesome, right? Uh, like, she, what continuity? She regurg- How about if she regurgitated us? <laughs> right. It has to start with, you, with awesome. you coming back up. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, she she like kind of gets sick and then regurgitates us and then we start a new video, you know. Yes. Um, dude, she's kind of from what I heard. I just we we talk about her kind of often because we were, I mean, we weren't close, but we had a pretty good connection with her. We did her TV show VIP. Uh-huh. She did, and, 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 and in exchange for us doing her TV show, she went ahead and did our video and okay. And then when we toured, we toured with Kid Rock in two thousand one or two. Yeah. Or both. I don't know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and she would be, she would, when she was with him, she'd come into our dressing room and hang out with us. I mean, we definitely have a history with her. Um, and of course it would be fun to have her in a video because we like making fun videos, but I, I've heard that she's just come kind of completely out of the limelight. I heard she mm. lives in France now even. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't yeah, know. Uh, hopefully we, we, we run into her again one day. I mean, but dude, she, for our time, I mean, she was like, the modern day um, Marilyn Monroe. Yeah, she oh, yeah. wasn't a movie star, so to speak, but yeah, she was a blonde bombshell, and everybody knew who she was. You know, absolutely. You can yeah. always revisit yeah. that concept in general if you're not, you know, able to work with Pam, but you still like that continuity of of videos. There are, you know, yeah, find, yeah. find a you know 2022's blonde bombshell and 
see how many people notice that you're <laughs> that you're going back to the right. well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We tend to go back to the well quite a bit. It's not a bad <laughs> idea. I mean, I think there's there's both nostalgia involved and then there's also like I said continuity is fun. If you can if you can yeah. if you can harken back to something you did before and move on with it that's that's kind of fun. Well, and we have a new the first video we did for this new album was yeah 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 in which we're we're characters again you know, we we everybody plays the part of the band but we also play the part of some characters in the video kind of like ziploc kind of like my own worst enemy so that was fun it's out there if anybody wants to watch it it's on youtube somewhere <laughs> yeah that's awesome <laughs> we'll link it in the show notes for listeners yeah. so make sure you check okay. that video out yeah 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 absolutely. all right so we got a, a set of a few questions we ask everybody at the end here, and, and we'll we'll keep it to just a couple. So uh, we call them rapid fire questions. First one, usually on the list. What's a song or album that changed your life? Destroyer by Kiss. Oh, <laughs> All right. I was six years old. I still own the actual version. And for some reason, when I was six years old, I thought it would be a wise idea to write my age on the front cover. <laughs> but now, you know, for a while there, I was like, man, I did why did too. I do that? But now... <laughs> But now I'm stoked that I did it. You know, it's it's, it's kind of neat. I'm still I'm so glad that I still have that vinyl in, in my collection, that actual one. Yeah. Because I mean, I stared at that album like you wouldn't believe. Oh, <laughs> it's such a it's it's to me it's one of the best album covers ever. You know. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> All right. A uh, song you are proud to have written, particularly proud. I know you you do have your hand in some of the songwriting for the for the band. Yeah, yeah. Um, you Tonight off of uh, View from the Bottom is is probably a favorite that I wrote. Um, I wrote that in Nashville uh, and I was outside of Marty Fredrickson's um, recording studio. Marty Fredrickson is a huge songwriter. He's written with Faith Hill, um, Aerosmith. But we're really good friends with him. He's actually who hooked me up with Steven Tyler when Steven Tyler bought some of my photos and used one of them for his book. <laughs> um, anyways, I wrote the melody line and the um, riff and everything. And then I went into Marty's. Uh, everybody else was gone, right? And with other people doing something that day. And I went in and I said, dude, check out this idea I have. And he loved it and quickly just came up uh, with a tempo for it. And we did a scratch demo of it. And then I even um, started just off the top of my head, the words, the party ain't over, but it's time to time to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, I forget what I originally said, but then, you know, we came up with what we came up with. And uh, but that's I love that song and, I, and we still play it to, to this day. It's got a really fun groove to it that I really enjoy having. So, yeah, you tonight would be the song that I was uh, most proud of. And that I had the most, like my hand was in that one, you know, my, my thumbprint, yeah. so to speak. Okay. I got two more of these and then we can, then we'll wrap it up here if that's all right. Yeah. Uh, with that in mind, you know, that's a, a favorite that you were, have written. What's a favorite to play live? Uh, Over My Head is, is by far my favorite one to play live. Um, I'm a huge Descendants All fan. Descendants and All are kind of the same band, but they have different singers. Milo and then um, All has like Chad Price. Okay. Um, but Carl Alvarez is one of my favorite bass players of all time. And he's it, it, like, like Steve Harris from Iron Maiden, he has a, a, a thing that he does. And that thing is like, um, it's a very pulsating finger. You know, his songs have that throughout the entire song. And so when we were writing over my head, that bass line and everything is a lot like they have a song called million bucks off of their album pummel. 
And I knew how to play that riff. I still do on bass. And that's what influenced me to come up with a And then if you, you know, listen throughout the song. So it's, it's one of the prouder bass moments I have. It's just a, 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 an attack and it's a fast song. And um, it's one of the bigger songs on the set because it was a single um, for the movie Titan AE. Mm-hmm. Um, it was the, it yeah. was the title track. It was yeah. a title track. Nice. All right. Last one here. An album that is all killer, no filler. We'll take Kiss out of the question since you did just mention them on the other one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all kill i mean dude there's a lot of them but again i think i'll go i'll go with this i think uh descendants everything sucks from top to bottom is like i listen to the bass the drums is fun to do air drums too you can sing every word (laughs) it's a punk rock album but milo always usually sings so you understand every single word uh so that's killer you know awesome thank you very much for everything Yeah. yeah thank you thank you very much for your time yeah, you guys got it. Hey, anytime you want uh, want me on there, I'll do another one. I don't care. But next time, I'll, I'll try and just I'll sit still at home for you guys and actually <laughs> yeah. be on my laptop. Maybe. Uh, it's all good, man. We would be happy to have you. Dude, back. We didn't even talk much about St. Louis. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Well, we'll have to we'll have to have you back. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Next time you come around town, we'll we'll do one for that like for that yeah. show and talk about St. Louis. Definitely. Dude, we got to talk about this the summit and the Mississippi nights and all that. Oh yes. my gosh. Yes. We're always down to talk about Mississippi Nights. <laughs> Dude, uh, and the first radio station to ever play uh, My Worst Enemy was St. Louis. Okay. I, we yeah. didn't even know that. I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hit, me up. Hit me up, guys. I'll do it again. Will do. Thank you for your time. Have a great day. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you. Take care. <laughs> you too. Bye. So I'll just keep my mouth So that was our interview with Kevin Baldus of Lit. And, you know, it just makes you appreciate, uh, like you said earlier in the intro, people that are just kind of going about doing their their natural lives and uh, make, taking time out of their day to, to speak with us. So we truly, truly appreciate that. You know, obviously he, he had a lot of stuff going on, uh, but he still was kind enough to, to, tell, to talk with us. And we had a great time, too. And he was kind enough to say he wanted to talk to us again. And we will be following up on that. I was I was thinking afterwards about how I literally had like I probably had as many questions or topics that I didn't get to speak to that I wanted to as topics that we actually covered with him. <laughs> we definitely have more. I, like like Aaron said, I had some more questions, too. I, I would have loved to talk a little bit more in depth about the album Tastes Like Gold, especially like kind of going into certain tracks uh, as we we were talking off air here, how. Like all three of us, there's just one song that just sticks out. It's just so much fun. Uh, And that's the life that I got. If you want to hear more about the actual songs on the album itself, be on the lookout for a new episode that Kevin did with our buddies, Brian and Gomez of Playlist Wars. Yeah, they do a Playlist and Album episode about Taste Like Gold. And you can find out Kevin's uh, essential favorites or at least the four tracks he said would be his like mini set list if he had to choose from the album mm-hmm. but we're all in agreement like the singles they've released so far have been incredibly catchy they've been some quality earworms like good choices and then there's one more in particular a track called the life that i got 
Kevin and the band, if any of you guys happen to listen to this, The Itch highly recommends that as your next single. You'll have to cut out some profanities, but it'll be worth it, we think. That's the song that needs to be the music video with Pamela Anderson. That, you got it. I think you just figured it out. (laughs) That would be so perfect. Yes. And if that video does happen, we're going to cut out that clip where he said, you know, you heard it here first on The Itch. (laughs) We're going to... (laughs) <laughs> we're gonna ride that one as long as we can <laughs> that's right yeah i do love when moments like that happen in the interview where we talk with somebody and like they got an idea and they're like oh that's perfect oh and you you heard it here you heard it here first <laughs> it's an exclusive once those start coming to fruition yeah we're totally taking claim <laughs> another thing i i really um i'm glad that we all enjoyed this album and especially like genre wise, this leans, I know we have, we've made statements about genres and whatnot before, but we tend to lean into, you know, heavier stuff, headbanging kind of stuff more often than not. This is really a power pop band. They make really, really hooky guitar songs that you could put on at any time in front of most audiences and they would be fine. And, uh, and so it's a little, just tiny bit outside of of what we typically mostly cover but not enough that it's seems strange well and like we said the interview i I would argue that all three of us probably think that this is lit's best album that they've done to date it's up there that's for sure Mm -hmm. so they got that going for him (laughs) (laughs) it's a welcome comeback after even as he mentioned after the uh not all that greatly received venture into the sort of country rock sound yeah i had to say one of my favorite things was hearing the background on the album cover yeah yes yes <laughs> it's so funny that was that was good <laughs> you just don't think of stuff like that that goes into making of album covers you know it's it just you just see it, it it's an image to you for some reason nowadays you just think that so many of these are just computer made like you right. don't think that that they actually did like an album shoot to come up with this well, and a lot, a lot of times they, they hire somebody to do it, and it's not the band themselves <laughs> having a, a, another friend with a, with a pretty mouth. <laughs> <laughs> and not only that, if you, go, if you go to YouTube and check out the videos, they've released lyric videos for a few of these songs, and most of the lyric videos are the gold mouth mouthing the words. Oh, really? <laughs> and so, yeah, there's more than just the album cover. That's nice. awesome. I did not know that. Yep, I, I discovered that after going back to to send some songs to some friends. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, now I know. <laughs> yeah, such a fun band. And I'm glad that they got back to the roots and, and that this album is a lot of fun. And, and uh, I just hope that they continue this this path. Absolutely. Yeah. And really want to see them uh, perform this live at some point, hopefully. Oh, yeah, that'd be a lot of fun. As we noted, especially if they come to St. Louis anytime in the near future, we're going to we're going to try to hit them up again and and dive into the history of this band with St. Louis. That would be a lot of fun. Maybe we can see them at Mississippi Nights. Oh, <laughs> <sighs> I wish I still uh, miss Mississippi Nights. You know, <laughs> there are some places that are kind of comparable, like the Del Mar Hall. And, I, you know, I'll give Red Flag its due. It's, it was pretty nice. It's all right. All right. If they want to come to either of those venues, that is totally fine. There you go. All right. So Taste Like Gold comes out June 17th. It's approved album. Highly recommend checking that out if you want some some songs that'll get stuck in your brain for a few days. 
And thank you again to Kevin Baldus of Lit for joining us on this episode. Yes. And for being a genuinely cool dude. I hope you've enjoyed the interview. Thank you very much for listening to The Itch. My name is Dan. I'm Casey. And I'm Aaron. And until next time, stay lit. If you enjoyed what you heard in this episode, please subscribe and tell a friend about The Itch. Check out the show notes for links about the episode, as well as our new music playlist and where you can hear us every Sunday night. And you can interact with us at itchrocks.com or on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Gmail, all at itchrocks, I-T-C-H-R-O-C-K-S. Got kicked off the plane.